Welcome to the Midnight Train to Sleepy Hills. We hope you enjoy your ride, and we ask all guests to be aware of your surroundings, because there is danger in Sleepy Hills. Additionally, we will be releasing new episodes weekly, so stay tuned, and please like and subscribe. Now, back to our latest installment. Dylan, what did your mom say about playing video games at my place tomorrow? Jeffrey with his red hair and freckles was grinning from ear to ear. Well, my mom got home pretty late last night, so I was unable to ask her. However, tonight my mom and dad are going out. Well, you should come over. I think if we both team up, we can finally get into that castle. The monster guard in the castle is too hard for me to beat him. And I definitely need some help. Well, Dylan said, I'll ask my dad, but I'm sure he'll let me go. The smell of chicken and mashed potatoes reached Dylan's nostrils. And yet, the grumbling stomach persisted. Despite him sneaking some Hawaiian bread from the refrigerator this morning. Whoa, Jeffrey said. You must be starving. Although true, he maintained a shrug of not being concerned about it. So I overheard this morning that two people were eaten alive at Cloudy State Park, said Jeffrey with a somber expression. Really, said Dylan, breaking his nothing-surprised-me poker face. Jeffrey looked over to his right. Oh, it's our turn. Lifting their butts from the hard plastic cafeteria stools, they stood in the new vacant area to stand. Dylan wanted to know more about what happened, but standing quiet in a row was what occurred when you misbehaved in class. Eating last and not talking while waiting for our food was the price that he had to pay. Why did I always have to shout the answer out, thought Dylan. Standing behind Jeffrey, all he wanted to do at that moment was get more information. He would also hear about this from his dad when he handed the paper from school for him to sign. It just felt like if I didn't speak up for that very moment, that he would just forget it or something. It looks like the line is finally moving, he thought to himself. He was trying to be a bit more positive about what was going on. His stomach was letting him know that he needed food for sure. Passing through the cement arch opening, the long steel table behind the steamy glass and the scent of food was much stronger. Taking his eyes from the back of Jeffrey's red hair, he always liked looking at the poster to his left from the steel assembly line. The food pyramid's plastic lamination was turning yellow and there were prominent mounts of spit wads on it. He felt comforted by the pyramid 
is as rebellious as his teachers thought he was. Deep down, he wanted their praises. And the pyramid showed if you followed all the steps that you could achieve some type of uh, some type of equilibrium, I guess. Or, uh, or at the very least, to be liked. Chicken or fish, said the cafeteria lady. Dylan was slightly startled, but he looked at her. Her glasses reminded him of a pair of magnifying glasses, and she had to be as large as a bear, or that's at least what first came to his mind. Dad and Mom took me and Abigail to the zoo a few weeks ago, or was it a month ago? Okay, little fella, what will it be, chicken or fish? You're holding up the line. Um, chicken sounds good. The cafeteria lady gave me a look that said, I need to pay attention. It was a look that Dylan came to expect from grown-ups. The food was shoveled onto the plate, and the food tray was handed over with a steaming chicken breast. I slid the tray on the tubular steel table. With a quick glance behind me, it wasn't hard to see the annoying looks on the kids' faces. With some renewed urgency, I caught up to Jeffrey. There was a concern that if I didn't move, I would have another talk with the cafeteria lady. We sat at our usual spot away from most of the other kids from the class. A good four bites was all he needed to stop his stomach from grumbling. Tell, tell me more, said Dylan with a bit more emphasis in his voice than he intended. But all he could think about was what happened to those people in Cloudy State Park. What are you talking about, Jeffrey said, as he slightly raised his eyebrow. I want to know more about what occurred to those people who died in the park. Oh, that, <laughs> Jeffrey said. Well, my dad says a bear probably got them, but my older brother said a group of zombies probably found them and killed and ate them. What, really? Dylan looked shocked. Oh, come on. My big brother always likes saying stuff like that. He's just trying to scare you. Dylan faked a laugh, but to think something like that could happen in Sleepy Hills shocked him. Nonetheless, he had heard about people stealing occasionally and traffic tickets. But murder sounded really crazy to him. It was his parents' idea to start a family here. Dad said it was mostly a safe city. But always told me and Abigail to never talk to strangers. Oh, and the other rule was always look both ways to cross the street. The taste of the chicken was good, but pretty chewy. The skin of the chicken was his favorite because of the salty flavor. Man, I, I didn't realize I was this hungry, thought Dylan as he plowed through his lunch. Well, I, I hope you get to come over, said Jeffrey, as he was taking another bite from his fish. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to make it.
Officer Mueller got out of his police cruiser with a bad Charlie horse. Taking a deep breath, he looked at the sign which read, Welcome to Cloudy State Park. He curled his lips as he stared at the sign with a compulsion to flee and a burning sensation in his throat. Come on, man, you got this. The truth was he only masked the fear. Well, get on with it, he said silently to himself. As he began walking stiff-legged, the trail began behind the welcome sign. As he moved the two 600-pound legs and a stomach full of rocks, he pushed on. The forest's plush greenery looked pleasant, and maybe if it was under a different circumstance, he could have found a place like this really relaxing. Daylight was, was still pretty good. However, that would change in five hours from now, maybe less. His steps down the trail had an echo-like effect, but it was likely all in his head. The chattering noise must be some type of woodpecker in the trees nearby. However, placing his right hand underneath his chin stopped the rattling sounds. Come on, man, he said again to himself under his breath. You just need to take a few more photos and just leave. The forest green foliage this time of the year was beautiful. And truth be told, he loved being outside. And he had even camped out here in these parts before. The memory of the call this morning and finding the campers was still burning inside of him. What he came across almost made him vomit. The sounds of cameras going off and the pencil lead being exhausted on the clipboards was still ringing in his mind. He was two-thirds of the way to the campsite, and the growing need to be supported only intensified. The phone call from the chief while driving back to the park was crystal clear. I understand that you've been through a lot this morning, but we need just a few more pictures at the creek near the campsite. We have all hands on deck for the mayor's big speech. So I cannot send anyone else but you. The psychiatrist will be able to speak to you as early as 
the beginning of next week. You'll be off for two weeks. I just need this to be done before it rains. Dragging his feet across the leaves, the trail was far behind him now and closing in on the creek. He lifted the cameras hanging on his chest and inspected it. Carefully he removed the cap over the lens as he inspected the camera. And then the thought came back again. What happened was horrible. But seeing his two friends at the campsite and realizing he was the one who suggested this as a great one-year anniversary vacation. The chief told me, the chief told me, it, the chief told me it wasn't my fault and I couldn't have known with what bravery I still had, a warm tear streaked down my face. Refusing to turn around, a campsite that was very popular and not far from the creek was surrounded by yellow tape. And that concludes our episode for today on the Midnight Train to Sleepy Hills. Please stay tuned next week.